Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast. I'm Elena Aguilar. All right, folks, welcome back to our special series, What to Say When You Hear Something Racist. Today, we're going to be digging into the fourth element, the fourth and final foundational element to get you set up to say something. And this element is actually about reckoning with your own history when it comes to what you have said and done in the past when you've witnessed racism. So I have been describing to you over the course of the last month these foundational elements. There are four. The first element is to understand your identity, particularly your racial, cultural, ethnic identity. The second element is to explore emotions and understand how to engage with your emotions. The third element is how to recognize racism and boost up your knowledge. And today, the fourth is reckoning with your history. And today you are going to learn how to do that and why it is so important to reflect on how you responded to racism in the past. Before I get into this episode, I do want to shout out one of our podcast supporters, Jenny M. from California. Thank you for being a supporter. If you'd like to become a supporter of the podcast, look in the show notes. And just a reminder to share this podcast if you have found this series helpful. And have you signed up for my newsletter? If not, go to the show notes and join us. Not only will you get bite-sized bits of wisdom delivered into your inbox, you will also receive exclusive invites like the one to a free webinar happening this Wednesday. We hope to see some of you there. All right, so let's jump into the content of this episode intended to get you set up to say something when you hear something racist. This is this fourth piece of the foundation, which is reckoning with your history. Okay, I'm gonna tell you now one of the most painful experiences that has happened to me in my professional life. It was back when I was a new coach working in a middle school. It was my first year. I have written a lot about that experience in my book, The Art of Coaching, as well as The Art of Coaching Teams. And so here's the scenario. It was the end of a day. I think it might have been a Friday, but it was that feeling of like the end of Friday when you're just tired and everyone is tired. And I was walking through the halls. It was maybe five or 10 minutes before dismissal. And the door to one teacher's classroom was open. And he was actually standing near his door and he saw me. And I stopped, you know, how's it going? I know he's teaching or it's the end of class. And just a quick hello, right? So he's standing in the doorway facing me. And he was a young white man. He always dressed in a way I think he thought was very professional. He didn't wear a tie, but he wore a shirt and a jacket and slacks. And this was in quite 
contrast to the way most people dressed in the school. He was very formally dressed. So he's standing in the doorway looking at me. 90% of the students in his classroom were students of color. The overwhelming majority of those students were black students and a handful of Latinx. So some 32 students in his classroom behind him, brown children. He said to me, again, I just have to, even recalling this, my heart is starting to beat so fast. I said, how's it going? And he rolled his eyes, looked back into his classroom, turned to me and said, these kids are like animals. Some of them just need to be taken out and put down. And I was stunned. I was absolutely stunned. I don't recall if I said anything. I feel like there were a few moments, I don't know, minutes, seconds that I just don't even remember, like I disassociated or something. And then I turned and walked away down the hall feeling just shock. And then immediately this wave of shame because immediately I wasn't even out of sight from where he stood and I knew I should pivot. I should say something. I just didn't know what. I was so overwhelmed and flooded by emotion, by rage, by shock, by disbelief, by grief, by my own then sense of powerlessness and what do I even do? And I was so overwhelmed. In the moment, I didn't say anything. Even now telling you this, <laughs> it's still, let's say there's still some energy here for me. And this is something I have processed. I have looked back at and reckoned with. I did go back and talk to him. And I'll get to that in a later episode because that is the what to say. But I am still going back to that time in the hallway and occasionally often needing to forgive myself for not having the skill in the moment, not being resourced enough to be able to say something. Let me clarify something, actually. Not that saying something in the moment is always what you have to say. But if I'm remembering correctly, even through the disassociation, I think I literally did not say anything. And even through the framework that I'm going to start sharing with you that will help you make decisions in the moment, even through this framework, I could have said, wow, I'm stunned. I'm going to process this and then I'm going to come back to talk to you about this. I could have said that, but I didn't. So we are all in a learning journey and we are all in a learning journey around how to respond to racism and bigotry of all kinds. Here's what you need to do to work through this fourth foundational step. You need to recall a handful of incidents when you witnessed something racist and you need to write those out. You need to put this on paper. Writing is cathartic. It's therapeutic. It allows you to release thoughts and feelings. Talk about it as well if you want, if you've got someone you trust. Think about it if you want, but write it out as well. And write down what happened. Okay, so I'm telling you how to do this, how to look back, how to reckon with your history. Write down what happened in as much detail as you can. Name the emotions. Name what it was 
about what you witnessed that was racist. Use the language, the knowledge that you have about racism to be able to describe what made that thing you heard racist. And then I've got three questions for you. What do you know now that you didn't know then? When I think back to that moment in the hallway and I think about what I know now that I didn't know then, there is so much. There was so much I didn't know about being a coach, about working in a toxic environment, about how to engage with my emotions, about how to respond to racism, about how to build relationships, about how to stand up courageously to injustice. There was so much I didn't know. That's the first question. What do you know now that you didn't know then? The second question, what do you need to forgive yourself for? That one might be hard. Might be hard for you to answer that. And so you might need to write and write and write and keep writing. And if you don't know, then you write, I don't know. I don't know. Or I don't know if I can forgive myself. Keep writing on that question. Trust the writing process. It will help you get through. It will help you forgive yourself. And yes, you do have to forgive yourself if you are going to respond to racism in a way that will be transformative, which is what this is all about. The third reflection question to write about is, what do you still need to learn? What do you need to learn now? Reckoning with our past is not a way of excusing what we did. It's a way of recognizing, accepting, extending some compassion towards ourselves, and identifying what's next. Maya Angelou said the perfect words, know better, do better. Know better, do better. Recognizing we are all on a learning journey, so now what do you need to learn? Those are the three questions to help you look back but make sure you first just write out what happened and describe all the emotions. We can't go forward unless we have looked backwards. We can't create new realities, new societies, new schools, new communities, new relationships if we haven't looked backwards to recognize the pain and the suffering, to recognize our part in it, and to identify our areas for learning and growth. The future is constructed through a reflection on the past. You have to look back at your past and the way that you responded to racism, whether that was by fighting, fleeing, freezing, or appeasing. And in that reflection, you are also going to see more than just your complicity, more than just the ways in which you were complicit because you were silent or ineffectively fighting or freezing or appeasing. The other thing that is likely to happen, I'm just going to give you a heads up here, is that you are going to also begin to see the times when you were racist when you said and you did things that were racist. Those might become apparent to you now in this phase of looking back, 
they might already be really apparent to you, or they might sort of pop up as tangential storylines. At some point, you will begin to look at your own racist beliefs and actions, and that's going to hurt too. That is going to bring up a lot of emotions for you. And you can use this same process. Write out what happened. Name the emotions. What do you know now that you didn't know then? What do you need to forgive yourself for? And what do you still need to learn? Whew, okay. That's this episode, folks. And that concludes... The four foundational elements to get you set up to say something when you hear something racist. Next week, you're going to get a podcast Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm going to start breaking this down into short chunks to describe the framework that I have developed for what to say when you hear something racist. Let me ask you once again, if you have been listening to these episodes and you have appreciated them... If you can head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us, that would be really helpful. Or just share these episodes with someone else. Word of mouth is the number one way that people discover new podcasts. And so a simple and easy thing you can do. All right, folks, the Bright Morning Podcast is produced by Leslie Bickford. And Stacy Goodman does the sound engineering. I'll see you next week.